We're going to be teaching this morning from Leviticus, uh, the book of the law uh, given to Moses. The first five books of the Bible are the Torah, and that is the place of teaching and instruction that the Lord gave his people. And most of this was given to Moses while he was on Mount Sinai, and we preached last week about a spiritual harvest that will not fade. Praise God. And today we're going to talk about the harvest again. But I want you to make room for the new harvest. Praise God. Make room for the new harvest. We've got to have a place to put it. There's no sense in going into harvest when there's no place for the harvest to go. There's no sense in moving into a place of increase and abundance when we are not ready and prepared for it. Praise God. Leviticus chapter 26 speaks to us in the first 13 verses of the blessings that come from God when we align ourselves with his word and his will and we worship him as we have worshiped on this morning. We understand that worship is important in the life of the believer and it's not how we do it in terms of our expression with our lips and our hands, but what's more important is how we live our life, how we spend our time. And he says here in Leviticus chapter 26, verse 1, do not make idols or set up carved images or sacred pillars or sculptured stones so you may worship them. I am the Lord. You say, preacher, I'm not doing any of that. Well, what you talking about? We don't do that. Well, what he's saying here is don't worship anything. Worship me. Worship God. And he's a spirit. And he says that they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Verse 2, it says, you must keep my Sabbath days of rest and show reverence. For my sanctuary, I am the Lord. You must keep my Sabbath days of rest. Everybody say rest. And show reverence for my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Don't you know that God takes a rest? The Bible says that he made the earth and he created and he formed. But on, what was it? The seventh day he rested. Amen. Rest is spiritual. And some of us, we need some rest. We got to work. We got a job. We got a school. We got to go here and there. But sometimes we need to get somewhere and sit down. Amen. So we can be re replenished by God. You can't just give all the time. You just can't go all the time. You're not to energize the bunny. Y'all like that commercial. They just keep going and going and going. I dare you to try it. You fall somewhere down flat on your face. Sometimes we got to get somewhere and get quiet before the Lord. And don't let it be sickness and disease and poverty and lack that puts you in that place. Let it be something that happens while things are going well for you. Rest. Spend time with the Lord. He says, I am the Lord. Reverence my sanctuary. Isn't that wonderful? What is that sanctuary? It's a place of worship. The place where we go and we experience God. And it's not just the church. It's not just the temple or physical place. But it's what's going on on the inside of us. Don't you know God made you? 
that he touched you, that he has blessed you. His hand is upon you, and you are to be holy. This building is not holy. I know it's a cross on the outside, and I'm trying to get it lit up. Praise the Lord, and thank God for that. The, the cathedrals that we build, but what God wants to be holy is us. He says, reverence, my sanctuary, I made you, I formed you, and I want to live inside of you. And he says, if you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, this is what I like. He says, I will send you the seasonal rains. Hallelujah. I was listening to something the other day, uh, the late Reverend James Moore, and he said, Lord, rain on me. Hallelujah. And I got excited when I heard that. And it wasn't talking about the type of rain that we experience in the natural. But I want God to rain on me from the, in the spirit. I want to feel the holy presence of God. I want him to rain and shower down the blessings that can't be corrupted by the things of this world. I want him to rain on me. Don't you know God wants to rain? He wants to pour out blessings on your life, in your life. He says that the land will yield its crops and the trees of the field will produce their fruit. Says in verse 5, your threshing season will overlap with the grape harvest. Praise the name of the Lord. And your grape harvest will overlap with the season of planting grain. I want to go from harvest to harvest, but I don't want to go through a drought I want things to overlap. Praise the Lord. Anybody want things to overlap for you? Thank God. I want there to be a smooth transition from this season in my life to the next season of my life. And he says your threshing season. The threshing is a place and it's a word of separation. Thank you, Lord. Threshing has to do with trampling underfoot to remove and separate the harvest from the ground to get it ready. He says, I'll give you peace in the land, and you will be able to sleep with no cause for fear. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Don't you know you can't buy peace? Thank you, Lord. You can't buy it. They don't sell it at the grocery store. Walmart sell a lot of stuff, but they don't sell peace. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You ever notice that? You can get you some money. You can go to Dillard's and Macy's, but you can't buy peace. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You can go to the amusement park and pay a lot of money to go in there to be entertained and feel good, but it will not produce peace. Peace come from God. Thank you, Lord. Peace come from God. And I don't care what type of alarm system you got on your house, AT&T or ADT, whatever they call it. Listen, that don't produce peace. Hallelujah. What produces peace is a covenant relationship with God. Thank you, Lord. I got peace. I don't have to live in fear. I don't have to be tormented by what's going on. The Lord gives this promise. I will rid the land of wild animals. Thank you, Lord. Some of y'all got dog and cat at home, but you've tamed it. All right? You don't let the dog pee on the couch. I hope not. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tear the house up. Thank you. A wild animal don't have no training. A wild animal just tear up. Thank you, Lord. We don't want wild beasts to overtake us, but we want to experience the peace of God. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. He says, I will rid the land of wild animals and keep enemies out of your land. I used to walk to school when I was growing up, and I lived in an urban area, and you had to be very vigilant because there would be a dog, a bulldog out there, a pit bull, and a rock riler. Y'all don't know nothing about that. And you'd never be ready to run <laughs> if you see one. And they tell you not to run. But listen, there's some animals out there. There's some beasts out there in the spirit that are after the men and the women of God. They're after the people of God and they're looking to devour. And we in the spirit, we've got to be watchful and vigilant so that we don't are not robbed of our stuff. You know, one thing that will happen when you're being chased, if you carry in your backpack, sometimes you just got to let it low, let it go. Amen. Because I'd rather it get my books than it get me. Y'all not saying nothing. Praise the name of God. But some of us, we running from the devil. Listen, we don't have to run from him. The Bible says that we resist him. He will flee from us. And that means we've got to have a place of separation in our own heart and in our own life where we say, devil, you're not going to do what you want to do. You're not going to have me to live like I want to live because I want God's peace. And I don't want to just have to fight. I've never been a fighter. And the truth be told, I've never been in a natural fight. Y'all not saying nothing. Praise the name of God. We don't want to hear y'all testimony this morning because I know some of y'all like to fight. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But the pastor, he didn't fight. But I've been in a many spiritual fights and a many of spiritual battles. And listen, they don't work like the, the fight work in the world. And the truth be told, we in a place and in a season, in a position where the devil is fighting back hard against the believer. He's fighting back hard. And listen, we can't do this by ourselves. We need the Lord. And the Lord says, if you get in a place of covenant fellowship, relationship with me, I'll chase down your enemies. Thank you, Lord. Some of you, 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 you mad at somebody right now. They mad at you. Uh, you ain't even did nothing to them. But listen, it's not for you to fight. It's, it's for you to, to pray, to stay in faith with God. The Lord says, I will chase down your enemies. You don't have to be worried about what they're doing out there. Where the people that don't like you are the system of the demonic kingdom that's trying to, to kill you. The Lord says, I will fight your battles. Thank you, Lord. Some of us right now, we're trying to fight a battle. The Lord said, let me do it. Let me handle it. Let me fix it. Let me work it out. Let me bring forth victory. Listen, the devil will make a fool out of his own self, but don't let him make a fool out of you. Hallelujah. That's what he's trying to do. He know he's already been defeated, but what he's trying to do is get you to walk out of victory. He knows that he's lost his place, but what he wants you to do is lose your place, and he really wants you to give up on your harvest. Thank you, Lord. We read in verse 8, Leviticus chapter 26, he says, in fact, you'll chase down your enemies. And then verse 8, five of you will chase a hundred. And a hundred will chase ten thousand. All of your enemies will fall beneath the sword. And then he says in verse 9, here are the, the conditions of the blessing of God. I will look favorably upon you, making you fertile and multiplying your people 
and I'll fulfill my covenant with you. This is a rich word this morning. I want you to grab a hold of it. In verse 10 is what I like. You will have such a surplus of crops. I've been talking about this. Anybody want to live in the overflow of God? I want to experience the overflow of God. I've got a surplus. It's not just enough for me, but I've got something to give somebody else. Praise the name of the Lord. We've got some very kind-hearted people, and we want to do good. But sometimes you can't give what you don't have. You can't teach what you don't know. You can't sow the seed that you've not been given. And so we need to let God get in us so much so that we are fruitful, not just in our own self, but there's a, a contagious, tangible impact that we have everywhere we go. I've got something to give in my home. I've got something to give on my job. Then I've got something to give in the church. I've got something to give in the community because God's blessing is upon me. Somebody say that today. I want the blessing of God to be upon my life. Listen, I want to experience the surplus. I want to walk in overflow, but I've got to have a place for it. The Lord says, won't you make room for me? Won't you let me come into your house? Listen, don't you know God wants to live in your house? But I'm not talking about just your physical address, but I'm talking about your spiritual soul. Listen, he said, present your body a living sacrifice. Let it be holy, acceptable, and pleasing unto God, which is your reasonable service. Listen, listen, it's time for us to make room for God to work. Thank you, Lord. It's time for us to declutter our life. Listen, you've ever moved anywhere, and in the process of moving, you start going through your stuff and realize some of the stuff you got ain't nothing but junk, and you need to get rid of it anyway. You start going through your attic. You got stuff up there you didn't even know you had. You start going through your closet. You got clothes you ain't never wore. You start going through your office. You've got paperwork that's old that ain't even relevant no more. Listen, you start going through stuff in your kitchen. You got dishes you ain't cooked with. You broke. Hallelujah. You got stuff in your pantry. It's expired. Listen, some of us, we are in a place where we are hindering and blocking the blessing God has for us because we're holding on to junk and we have clutter in our life. I'm not talking about the physical thing you have, but the spiritual thing. Listen, I want God to bless. I want God to move. I want God to do, but I'm holding on to my hurt. I'm holding on to my habit. Y'all not saying nothing. I'm holding on to what happened to me. I'm holding on to what happened in 2019. Listen, God wants to do something different, different, significant, altogether new in your life, but you've got to make room for it. The thing I used to do, I don't do no more. I want to experience a new harvest. I don't want to have the old wine skin, but I want God to do something new and significant and miraculous in my life. But I need him to help me declutter some stuff that's in my mind. There's a way of thinking. There's a way of believing. I think, don't think well of myself. I have negative thoughts. I've allowed the lies of the enemy to infiltrate my mind. Lord, I need you to declutter this. Lord, I want to make room for harvest. Praise the name of God. Harvest requires separation, if you're taking notes. Listen, harvest requires separation. You can't go into the new of God 
walking and holding and carrying on the baggage of yesterday. Listen, you can't go into the new of God, but you're still struggling with the same thing you've been struggling with. We've got to get into a place where we let God work in us, God work through us so he can bless us, so he can touch us, and we have a place to receive the deposit that he wants to give, the surplus that he wants us to have. Is anybody catching this word this morning? Leviticus 19.2, I believe it says, you must be holy because I am holy. Thank you, Lord. He wants to remove sin out of our life. God wants to separate you from your past so you have an abundance and an overflow that he's pouring out for you today. Listen, Leviticus is a guidebook for holy living for the people of God. Offered by Moses, it was given to him. This is the place where God told his people how to live holy. Listen, if you want to experience who Jesus is, you're going to have to make room for him in your life. You're going to have to separate yourself from some stuff that's not in alignment with his word. Listen, harvest requires holiness. Write that down. Y'all don't want to say nothing. I'm talking about a spiritual harvest. I want to make room for the new harvest. I want to make room for his harvest. Harvest requires holiness. And holiness is not what's in your hair. Listen, holiness is not just what's in your house. Holiness is what's in your heart. Hey, hey, hey. Holiness was a clear standard God set forth for his people to receive his blessing. Listen, there's a difference between his blessing and man's blessing. There's a difference between the blessing you get from people and the blessing you get from God. I want his blessing. Hallelujah. The, the blessing of the Lord that we find in Proverbs that maketh rich, that produces a satisfying life that addeth no sorrow to it. I've heard the story. I haven't experienced it yet. They say people got a lot of money, but they're depressed and they're not happy. Some of us think if we get more stuff that we'll be better off. But listen, you can't buy peace. You can't buy love. You can't buy joy. You can't buy the presence of God. Listen to this. I want a new harvest. The Lord promised some things to his people when they got in right relationship to him, with him. I better slow down a minute. Leviticus 26, 1 through 13. I've got to close. Records the pressing, the blessing rather, of the covenant and the results in a new harvest. He says, verse 4, there'll be rain. There'll be fertility. Verse 5, he says there'll be productivity. He says there'll be security. Verse 6, he says there'll be peace. There'll be safety. Verse 7 and 8, he says there'll be victory over your enemy. He says there will be fruitfulness. And the part I like the most, verse 9 through 13, his presence. There's a lot of places and a lot of things that I want God to remove out of my life. But one thing I don't want him to do is take away his presence. Hallelujah. David says, don't take your spirit from me. He said, create in me, what? A clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Listen, there's a lot of stuff, even in 2020, that we've had to separate ourselves from. I'm not just talking about social distancing, but there's some things that God has been trying to pluck out of our heart and pluck out of our life, but we're holding on to it. But he said, let me declutter some things. 
let me get rid of some things because I've got a new thing I want to do in you. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes we do that in church. We say we want to go back to the old-time way. But listen, I don't want to go back to the old-time way. I want to go forward into the thing of God for now. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. What was for then was for then. But what for today is for today. And I understand that God has, listen, a consistency about himself. He said Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But don't you know God is so great and he's so big that there's revelations about himself that we haven't experienced yet. Listen, there's doors that haven't been opened yet. There's a deposit we haven't received yet. Listen, God is so good. I don't care how many decades you've been walking with him. Listen, there are new mercies every morning. I don't care how much Bible you know. Listen, there's something that he's yet to reveal and show you about himself. But you've got to let go of some things. You've got to let go of some mindsets, some ideologies, some habits, some processes, so that you can experience the new harvest. Somebody say, make room for the Lord. Hallelujah. You've ever moved from one place to another place, but you don't want to take the old furniture and the old stuff into your brand new house. So what do you do? You get rid of some things. Listen, some of the things you get rid of, it don't have to be a sin. The Bible says something, all things that are lawful are not expedient. Some of the stuff, it's not just a sin, but it's something that's keeping us away from the greater that God has for us. And what you've got to know is you don't have to demonize everything. Some stuff, God just wants to do different. He just wants to do new. But you're holding on to what you think is best, what you think is right, what you think is what you need when he says, I've got something greater. But you've got to make room for the new harvest. Listen, sometimes when we're moving into a place of new harvest, it almost seems like we're downgrading. The more we walk with God, sometimes the more we have to shed off stuff. Listen, we have to shed off some stuff. And listen, some of the time we feel like we're losing something. You say, I had more friends when I wasn't saved. I knew more people when I wasn't coming to church. I had more money. Listen, I had more fun time. But listen, God wants you to look at things a different kind of way. And he wants you to see that the things that you were holding on to before were just temporary. They were just something that were momental. But listen, I want to make something that is continuous in your life. Listen, I want you to make room for a new harvest. I don't want you to feel like you're losing anything. But the more I give up, the more I give him room to work. Thank you, Lord. You ever been a place in your life? I did this in my career where some people might have looked at me and said, why did you walk away from this? You had it made. You had it good. But listen, God wanted to do something bigger, better, and different. And sometimes we are so focused on the optics of a thing. You're wondering why people, why is she doing this? Why is she doing that? Why is he going here? Why is he giving up that? Because God is working. He's doing something new in my life. And I've got to make some changes. Somebody say, you got to do it. Sometimes we want God to do it, but he says, you do it. You make room for me. You make room for me. You make room for me. You open up the door. You declutter some things. You get rid of some things. Make room for the new harvest. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm ready for a new harvest. Oh, how do we move in that place of surplus? A promise of surplus. Who's ready for the surplus? 
I just don't want to be in a place where I'm barely making it, I getting, getting, barely getting by, but I want to move in that place of more than enough. We serve a good God, and he has more than enough, and he promises his presence, but he also promises presence. Listen, what is the difference? His presence is his spirit, but his presence are the blessings that are attached with it. Thank you, Lord. Don't you know that when you give up sin, when you give up the world, when you give up your old way of doing things, you're not walking into something that's less. You're walking into something that's more. Thank you, Lord. But don't carry yesterday into your today. And don't carry your today into your tomorrow. Make room for God to do something significant in your life. And listen, the Lord is speaking to us now. He's speaking to you now. There's a harvest that's on the horizon for you. But I need you to work through some places of separation in your life, in your mind, in your body, in your family. I need some separation to happen. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, God wants to free me from, from stuff. He wants to free you from bondage so you can fully experience freedom. Have a full and free expression as you worship and praise him for who he is and what he does. God wants not just you to live in shame, but he wants you to live in freedom. And he wants to make himself, he wants to bring fame to you so you can walk with your head lifted up high. Too many of us have been walking with our head down low because we're disappointed and we're ashamed of where we are. But listen, the Lord says, I want to bring you out of that place of shame and humiliation. I want you to learn how to walk with me in such a way that your head is held up, not in pride, but your head is head up in faith. Your head is held up not because of the mistake you made but your head is held up because you know that God helped you to make it out alright. That God brought you through. You're not walking with your head held down because of what happened to you and who saw it but you're walking with your head held up high because God brought you through it. He brought you out of it. Hallelujah. Woo! Praise God. Hallelujah. Your best is yet to come. God is a God of covenant relationship. He wants us to honor our part of the agreement he's made with us. We've got to make room for him in our life. Hallelujah. God wants you to move you into a new place or a new position, but don't bring the old. God understands we're creatures of habit. He understands we like the familiar, but it's time for you to get in a place that's uncomfortable. It's time for you to get in a place that's unfamiliar. Well, there's a new harvest that he's forced to bring forth in your life. Hallelujah. There's a greater anointing that he wants to produce in your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. There's some open doors that stand in front of you, but you've got to be willing to walk through it. You've got to be willing to let some stuff go. Thank you, Lord. What good is harvest if you don't have room or the capacity to receive it? What good is harvest if you don't know how to handle it? Why should God bring increase if you are going to waste the deposit and the provision that he has given in your life? Why would God bless and rain on your circumstances if you're not going to honor and obey his word? What about worship? That's where he starts out in verse 26. He says, remove the idols. 
Listen, he says, don't make idols or set up carving images or stones, but I want you to worship me. What he's saying is, I need you to make room for the new harvest. I don't need you to carry what you had in Egypt, in the Canaan, but I need you to leave what you had in Egypt because there's something greater that I have in store for you. Oh, bless the name of God. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody tell the Lord, thank you. We read down in Leviticus 26. Verse 45, he says, for those sakes, for their sakes, I remember my ancient covenant with the ancestors whom I brought out of the land of Egypt in the sight of all nations that I may be their God. I am the Lord. Listen, the Lord says, I am the Lord. There's some things you've been worshiping. There's some things you've attached yourself to that you've used to define who you are, to give you position and status in life. But the Lord says, it's time for you in 2020 to let it go. Listen, I need you to make room for the new harvest. You can't go into this place any kind of way. And don't you know, even as we move up toward life, we move up toward heaven, there's some things we're going to have to leave here so we can get there. Listen, we need, I want to see a new harvest. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless the name of God. Are you constantly focused on something that's an idol? Are you even just casually associated with it? Have you fully let go so you can let God? Hallelujah. Time for us to retire some things so we can receive the blessing God has for us today. Even in employment, we've got many of you maybe in retirement now. Sometimes maybe the enemy made you think, oh, it's over for you. But listen, sometimes that's just a new place where God wants you to go. Listen, he wants to do something altogether different. I've seen this sometimes. Some people, amen, that have the courage and faith to walk away from the job, have to walk away from that, that security because they know that there's a different season that God wants to take them into. And listen, don't let us be the one where somebody's pushing us around in a place where we're not supposed to be in anymore. Listen, let yourself walk out of it. Come on, it's time for you to walk into the new. It's time for you to walk into the good. It's time for you to experience the, the, the grace and the favor that he has promised. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the name of God. Hallelujah. Receive the blessing God has for you today. Hallelujah. Praise the name of God. Make room for the new harvest. Why? Because sometimes the old thing, and I told you last week, in my illustration with the pumpkins, if you don't get rid of the one that's rotting, it'll spoil the whole crop. Listen, it's time for us to make room for the new harvest. Listen, that's why you got to let God free you from sin all the way. Listen, you've got to let him work in your life anew. You've got to let him bring forth separation and deliverance into your mind and your heart so that you can walk fully and freely into the new harvest. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. When you're walking through a new season, you've got to realize as things change, you must change with it and not seek to carry or to bring in your destiny and your future something God wants to free you from. Thank you, Lord. I thank God for what he did last year, last decade, but I'm ready to receive the new harvest he has for me today in my future. I don't want to miss what he's got for me trying to hold on to something that's old. I want the fresh. I want what's relevant for where God is today. I want to experience him in the now. Praise the name of the Lord. 
Listen, that threshing, that word was used here, that place, it's that, per, it's that active separation. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. It's time for us to let go and let God have his way in our lives. Thank you, Lord. There's a blessing in obedience. There's a blessing when we walk with him. Thank you, Holy Ghost. There's peace. Thank you, Lord. There's all of these things, but these all things are conditional. Fertility, productivity, security, peace, safety, victory, fruitfulness, his presence. We've got to let go of some things if we want to experience that. Hallelujah. This morning, I just want to encourage you today to make room for Jesus in your heart, to make room for Jesus in your life. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You'll find your identity in Jesus today. Find your hope in him today. Thank you, Lord. Make room for the new harvest. Hallelujah. We used to sing that song many years ago. I will do a new thing in you. Whatever you ask, whatever you pray, nothing shall be denied, saith the Lord. Listen, God doesn't have his hands behind his back. God is not stingy. God is not incapable. Uh, uh, he can do what no other power can do. Thank you, Lord. He wants to bless you, but you got to make room for the blessing. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on and give God a hand of praise. Lord, I want to make room today. Lord, my life has been cluttered with some stuff, cluttered with some things that have happened to me, cluttered with some things I've been holding on to. I've been carrying. Lord, I've been trying to move it. You're trying to move me into a new place. You're trying to take me higher, but it's taking me longer because I'm trying to take everything else with me. But, Lord, I want to be like even your disciples. You told them to take nothing for your journey. You said leave your coat, leave your purse. Just walk in faith. Come on, the Lord wants you to trust him today. Do you believe? Do you know that he has the power if you have the faith? that he can do something altogether different and new. Sometimes we hold on to our hurt because it's what we know, and it makes us feel good. But come on, do you want God to heal you? Do you want God to deliver you? Do you want God to set you free? Come on, do you want the new harvest? I want the blessing of the Lord. I want him to touch my heart and my mind. I want him to save Listen, I understand and I thank God for all of this material stuff, but what I really want is the more of his presence. Does anybody want that? That's the new harvest. Thank you, Lord. The new harvest. We have prospered in every way in the natural, but in the spiritual, we are more poor than we've ever been before. It's time for us to move into the richness of God's grace, the richness of his power, the richness of his presence. Thank you, Lord. It's not dry. Hallelujah. It's more than enough. There's a well that never runs dry. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Make room for the new harvest. I want to pray quickly. If you're not saved, you've walked away from the Lord. You've been in a place of bondage. The Lord wants to set you free. There's a new harvest he has for you. Thank you, Lord. There's a new place. There's a new, there's a new thing he wants to do. He wants to heal you. He wants to bring you out of bondage. He wants to break that addiction off of your life. He wants to heal that hurt, that pain, that emotional pain, that place of sickness. He wants to bring you out of every place of captivity. He wants you to walk into the place of fruitfulness and surplus. 
He wants you to experience the overflow of his presence. Thank you, Lord. I want to pray for those that need deliverance today. And sometimes that word deliverance, we use it in a negative way. But it really is a place of freedom in God where I'm free. I'm free from generational curses. I'm free from what people have said about me and what they think about me. Thank you, Lord. I'm free from what happened yesterday. I'm letting God produce. I'm making room for him to do something new and significant, greater and better. Thank you, Lord.